This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Bitch boys, bitch boys. Bitch boys, bitch boys. Bitch boys, bitch boys. Bitch boys, bitch boys. Bitch in the fuck out of shit. That's right. Binge boys is the program that is in your ears right now. What's going on, folks? My name is Hal Rudnick, and Lon Harris is still on sabbatical. He will be back. I promise you. I know everybody wants their lawn time. So, so do I. I feel like, uh, you know, I, I feel like a a wife in World War II and their husband goes off to war and I'm, I'm pining for him. I've hung a yellow ribbon on the oak tree waiting, waiting for lawn to come home. But in the meantime and in between time here on Binge Boys, I've been able to talk with some cool people and some friends and today is no different. Uh, this is uh, a super swell guy. Uh, he's a friend of mine from the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater in Los Angeles is where we met. A super funny guy. Uh, and you've probably seen him on Drunk History and the uh, hit show You're the Worst. He's just a many-splendored thing. Uh, what a delightful gentleman. Welcome, Alan McLeod. Hello. Hi, Alan. How are you? Hello. Hello. I'm good. How about yourself? Just trying to stay cool. Do you have any... How are you beating the heat in these 90 to 100 degree days here in Los Angeles? Well, uh, cold showers. I didn't ask. I didn't ask how you make your horniness go away, <laughs> Alan. It's weirdly, it's the same problem. It's the same solution to different problems. You know? Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. It's Makes like sense. that. Yeah, and otherwise, I just stand over the air conditioning vent. You know. Hell yeah. In a, in a kilt. That's good. <laughs> and as we all know, um, the Scottish do not wear anything under their kilts. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that right, Alan? Not at all. No, not at all. I tried to sell underwear um, in Scotland once, and uh, just a just a failure. Oh, you, you took a bath you can't on that. Get, yeah. No, you can't get any underwear in Scotland. They, they don't have it in stores. It's true. They banned Hanes from the country. Mm-hmm. Victoria's Secret could not open up in any Scottish malls. No. I think that was just because the Scottish men had a problem undoing bras. Oh, yes. It's a little tough. For, uh, it's tricky. Yeah, uh, for the Scotsman's. Uh, <laughs> and, and Alan uh, McLeod, you are Scottish. Yeah, so I can I can make fun of them all day long. I have carte blanche. <laughs> Hell yeah! What do you think of that Mike Myers character where he said, "If it's not Scottish, <laughs> it's crap." Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, it's true. It's true. And fat bastard, you know. Oh yeah. They're all they're all dead on. Mike Myers. Mike Myers just epitomizing, nailing Scottish culture. (laughs) Well, 
Alan, it's great to have you here, buddy. And we start the show off by talking about some news stories. And uh, here we go. Did it, did it, did it, did it, did it. It's the news with Hal. We've got a couple of things to talk about. And I want to remind everyone, all of these news stories are coming courtesy of Inside Streaming that my friend Lon Harris writes at and provides content stories. Lon's really got his finger on the pulse, and many of these articles were actually written by Lon himself. So it's like he's here in spirit. It's It's like we're in the bed that Lon slept in, and I'm like, I can feel, still feel his warmth that's the mm-hmm. weirdest that's the weirdest thing i've yeah. said today but it's apt it's apt okay yeah what are these weird hairs in the bed uh, <laughs> well lon is a hair suit gentleman as am i oh. uh, <laughs> uh starting off netflix ad tier launch has been moved up to november to get ahead of disney plus Okie doke. According to Variety, Netflix has moved up the launch of its lower cost ad supported tier to November of this year. According to sources who spoke with Variety, the goal was to uh, get ahead of the launch of Disney Plus's ad supported tier on December 8th. Netflix had originally told advertisers the ad tier would launch in early 2023. Uh, now the streamer plans to begin streaming ads in a number of countries, including the U.S. on November 1st. Disney has already announced a Disney Plus basic subscription with ads ads that will cost $7.99 a month. Netflix hasn't yet announced the price specifics. Uh, they were thinking about it. That just came out as well. Seven, uh, between seven and $9, I believe. So, Alan, what, what, do you, what, what do you think about this arms race between... Does this remind you at all of the space race between the U.S. and Russia in the 60s? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There, I mean, I guess there's got to be some sort of Cold War comparison. I don't know what's going on. I mean, I have no, like original view of this it just seems like everything like should be a cable again i don't know what's going on here it feels like at the end of the day when you have all the streaming services you need to feed your need for speed yeah when it comes to watching tv it's like maybe i should just have regular cable and not streaming anymore but then now you're missing out on all this the shows that aren't on regular tv yeah but then you, yeah you'll miss out on uh, she hulk and you'll 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 miss out right. on um inventing anna so uh, the you're absolutely right. There's so many streaming services. Everybody's adding plus to their uh, to their channel and starting a new service. And you're instead of saving money, it's just piling up. It's yeah. crazy. I don't mind. I guess I would probably I might revert to whatever anything that's you know like a little cheaper because for commercials. I mean I don't know. It doesn't necessarily bother me um, personally, but uh, it doesn't bother me. I think uh, my wife prefers. The, the ad free. I mean, I would prefer it, but as also a commercial actor, it's like, hey, baby, you know, more opportunities for us guys who are trying to sell hamburgers. Hell yeah. Absolutely. The pitchmen, the actors who are yeah. um, selling their wares, who are uh, the, the spokespeople. I mean, you know, you uh, you could uh, you, you get rid of those ads. You get rid of enough ads. They're going to stop making those um, Limu Emu commercials. They're going to stop <laughs> making the uh, the T-Mobile commercials. And we need those as we need those artisans here <laughs> in Hollywood, California. I hear you, Alan. And you know, like, yeah, let's do it on Netflix now. Let's just make it all, all the same. I don't know. I don't. You know, it, what is it now? It's fifteen dollars. Yeah, I think something like that. And and they're they're the ad 
option is going to be seven to nine dollars. What's the what's seven to nine? They just haven't decided oh, seven yeah, or nine. Yeah, they haven't decided seven or nine. There's an, another. Article. I like that they're going to. Okay, here's a block of commercials. So this is when you know that you can go do whatever you got to do for four minutes or five minutes or whatever. Yes, but you can back. always pause your Netflix program. Alan, did you know that? No, I treat it like I'm at the movie theater. Like I have no control over that. You're and, a purist. Uh, <laughs> You're a purist that way. Well, uh, w- we shall see. But yeah, all of these services are in this arms race. You know where there are too many, but there are movie, there are commercials before movies now. That that much yeah. more. I feel like that's a little too much. Like you pay, you're paying for this experience, mm-hmm. and and they they hit you with those commercials. I don't know. It's true. No, we went to the movies a while back, and you know, you were you reminded me because I hadn't been to a movie theater in a long time that we're gonna be, we're not gonna be late. You can calm down because mm-hmm. I was just I was just like beside yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, you're like, there's commercials. Don't yeah, you, worry. You got very angry at me. You 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 yelled at me. Yeah, I she hulked out. You, a little bit, a little bit. All right, moving on. We'll, we'll see what uh, happens with uh, with the, uh, Netflix and their their various tiers of service that you can order from them. Next up, Warner Brothers Pictures president of production and development, Courtney Valenti, departing the studio. Uh, Warner Brothers uh, Pictures president of uh, production development, Courtney Valenti, will leave her position after 33 years at the company. Valenti's departure is apparently by choice and not not part of any layoffs or restructuring plan within the Warner Brothers Discovery, because, you know, we got that whole uh, merger, and it led to them uh, thinking about getting rid of various uh, programming on HBO Max and the shelving Batgirl. But, Alan, I just want to ask you, if you could say one thing to departing 33-year tenure, Warner Brothers president, Courtney Valenti. What would you say to her, Alan? 33 years, Courtney? Yes. You should have left a long time ago. What are you doing? You got to mix it up. You're going to get bored. This is clearly why you're leaving too late. You got to jump over to one of these other companies and be an executive some other some other place, Courtney. What's wrong with you? Thank you for that, Get, Alan. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. No, I love you, Courtney. I love you. Oh, <laughs> uh, and if you can't see him, but Alan had a drink in his hand and he was toasting her. <laughs> and and allow me to say, Courtney, you've been here through the good times. You've been here through the bad times, through the lean times and in between times. And Courtney, I just had one question for you. How come you never? You never returned my calls. Oh no, you can't see, but Hal's Hal's tearing up here. He's got a real, he's got Courtney, he's got the I waterworks was... going. Whatever happened to us? Oh no, oh, oh no, yeah. Hal. Yeah, you know, I'm down. a married so give man. Give it up for Courtney, Courtney everybody. But... Oh god, uh, Courtney <laughs> Valenti. <laughs> Wishing you the best. Hope you get a nice yeah. uh, gold watch and a and uh, all the yeah. all the trappings. All it's a good the... time to get out of there. Probably, I don't know. Courtney, are you? Uh, just leaving a sinking ship? No, maybe not. Uh, big <laughs> things ahead for Warner Discovery. Big things ahead for yeah. We're Warner. we're all rooting for him. Alan, we were talking about going to the movies, but I will say this: mm-hmm. Movie Pass is returning after three years. Do you remember Movie Pass and that whole debacle that went down with it? Refresh my memory. That's where you just get like one. You get an annual pass to see as many movies as you want that are like with with that are have a deal with Movie Pass or something. 
Yeah, so MoviePass uh, subscription service for movie theaters is relaunching on September 5th after shutting down three years ago. On Monday, the company announced $10, $20, and $30 a month plans that would be introduced to get credits that can be used to watch movies in a theater. The price point of the plans will vary on location. According to MoviePass spokesperson, the previously popular option to watch a movie a day will not return. The wait list to make purchases will open from August 25th on the MoviePass website. Interesting. Yeah, MoviePass took a bath. They couldn't handle the uh, the demand, and they, they they just crumbled the first time around. They were not expecting so many movie heads to be out there. The, the movie heads, yes. they, they flooded it. They swamped MoviePass, and MoviePass just, they, 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 they took a knee. They had to take a knee. Also, they MoviePass, the folks behind MoviePass were also responsible pr- for producing the poorly remo- reviewed movie Gotti. Gotti starring John Travolta. Oh, so right. So they got into making movies too. That's right. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. So I'm sorry. What was the? Uh, they're not going to do a daily. You can't see it every day. But how many times a week can you? It's go? a good question. I don't know. If, I guess if we want to know the answer, we'd have to go check out in the Movie Pass site. But you know, you know how I feel about that. Once, once bitten, twice shy. No, that's a good point. Yeah, I'm I think not going. that's. I don't think you're. I don't think you're alone in that. I don't get to the movies enough to make it ever worth my while to be some sort of member of anything. I, it's sad to say, but I, well, it's I, tough I, when you got a little one. Yeah, are you talking about my penis? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, that and uh, your your child, but yes. Oh, so right, you have two right. li- yeah. You have two little yeah. ones. <laughs> yeah, maybe he'll be a little moviegoer, and maybe it'll be more worth it later on. Will? Yeah, I can't see it. There's so much. There's so much out there to explore at home, and I've become such a homebody now that uh, um, ever since uh, you know everyone was forced to stay home for lockdown and whatnot so uh did you ever take uh, the kid over to one of those mommy and me screenings i we used to do that yeah we used to do that when he was uh, very very small the first film we went to see was uh and he was a tiny baby that slept through the whole thing practically oh cute uh it was wonder woman oh nice very yeah. cool good good flick it was great it was over at the at the grove Whatever yes. theater that is, I forget. And um, yeah, Pacific Theaters. Yeah, right, Pacific Theaters, and they had a little, you know, they had a little changing table there in the uh, in the down on the aisle, and you could just be in the theater, in the movie theater. Yeah. You can in the take theater, off the, you didn't have the to leave. poopy diaper. Oh, yeah, man, that's wonderful. I used to go to those mommy and me screenings uh, by myself, just to uh, try to meet some single moms. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I mean, you you were. You were dressed as a baby, though, when you would. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I was wearing a little diaper. I'm like, goo goo gaga. My mommy left me. <laughs> I need, I need milk. <laughs> it was, it be, well, because it's so dark, you know. It's it's actually a pretty successful con. You know? It was. It was like I got. Listen, I met a lot of single moms, but eventually I got banned from Pacific theaters. <laughs> so, it's a trade off. Jokes on me. So I don't need yeah. that movie pass. I'm an AMC Stubbs member, Alan. I respect the Stubbs. Respect the Stubbs. That's probably the best. That's probably the best thing going. Hey, Bub, join the Stubbs. All right. <laughs> Netflix drama The Crown finds its William and Kate. Alan, you love the royal family, isn't that true? Ah, uh, uh, yeah. You know me. I love, <laughs> I love the royals. 
Uh, you know, you know who will be excited about this news is Ooh. my dad. My dad. He really likes the. He does like those crowns. I haven't. I haven't seen any crowns, but he likes it. Let me ask you this: How many crowns you got in that cavity-filled mouth of yours? Oh man, too many. I've got the whole royal family in here. You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's a it's a damn mess. Just an inbred disaster in here. Well, you you, you got a real sweet tooth. Yeah, you know what can I say? I'm a bit of a sweet seeker. Yeah, what what kind of sweeties have you been uh, snacking on lately, Alan? Oh, we got popsicles. Hell yeah. We're talking. Oh, and I just picked up from Trader Joe's some some of that banana pudding ice cream. Ooh, baby! I love it. Yum yum. I love it. You know, I need to go get a little bit of that and put a little, like, uh, gooey natural peanut butter in there. And mm. Because a banana and peanut butter, I mean, now you're speaking my language. Yeah, I may have to do that. I got, actually got to go. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Can, please, can you stay for just a few more minutes? <laughs> okay, fine. I'm going to write down a note to myself to, to put gooey peanut butter in my banana pudding ice cream. Yes, yes. So uh, the uh, the crown. My mom loves the royal family. Loves the crown. I'm uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm not fully caught up with the crown, but uh, I've enjoyed what I've seen of it. But uh, yep, they. Fu- I mean, they fu- aren't they? Does that mean they're all caught up? Sorry to interrupt. Does that mean they're yep. all caught up with today then, or something? Or I guess they're. Uh, uh, yeah, I guess they are heading towards today like a uh, bullet train. I think they're going to have to keep going pretty soon, and they're going to start having to do the royal family in the future. That would be amazing. Yeah, like yeah, just oh, kind of guess. The, the queen is on the moon. <laughs> uh, Meghan Markle is on Mars. <laughs> yeah, they just go into space. Yeah, royal family. I mean, <laughs> that would be so awesome. That's the future, and they're all wearing silver jumpsuits. Uh huh. <laughs> and their famous crowns. Oh, they got their crowns on. They're on Saturn. Just eating astronaut ice cream. <laughs> oh man, that's gonna be great. That's awesome. It's too bad when the Martians murder the royal family, though. Yeah. Oh, we just yeah, spoiler, like, spoiler alert. We're the royals of our planet. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Zap. Uh, <laughs> so sorry, sorry, Alan and I just spoiled the rest, the future seasons of The Crown yeah. for everyone. But that's <laughs> how it's gonna happen. Uh, royals, royals in space because they're they're almost all cut up, mm-hmm. caught up because they got William and Kate. Uh, yeah, I know. B- uh, by the way, uh, Rufus Campa will play William, age fifteen, and actor Ed McVeigh will take over the role as the prince ages into his twenties. There uh, yeah. you go. Uh, continuing more news stories. It doesn't stop there, folks. The Russo brothers. You know they've directed a lot of Marvel fare, etc. Uh, The Russo Brothers Amazon series Citadel creative overhaul balloons the budget to 200 million plus. The budget for the Amazon Studios event series Citadel has ballooned to over 200 million, making it one of the most expensive TV shows of all time. The seven figure spy thriller series more like nine figures, 200 million, uh, comes from the Avengers Endgame and Gray Man filmmakers Joe and Anthony Russo and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles vets Josh Applebaum and Andre Nemec. The series centers around a group of elite operatives from various nations who team up for the ultimate spy mission across a number of international locations. The cast includes Richard Madden and Priyanka Chopra Jonas. A lot going on in the story. So, uh, Alan... Well, I had it, no idea this was even a show. I mean, this there was this was a show. I didn't even. This is that's the news to me. 
Much less that they're over budget. Oh, it, that budget has ballooned. Does this sound like something you might watch? You know, I'm a, I, um, I'm not sure. I, you know, I did watch the. Wait, Gray go Man. Make, make that noise. Go back and make that noise again. I, 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 I could watch this all day. La, 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 la. <laughs> You watched The Gray Man? Uh, I watched The Gray Man, you know, and I it was fine. And, I, you know, maybe I'll check, I'll, I'll you know, check. Uh, I think fine is the perfect word for it. I've, I said on here, because we, we talked about the show here, it's The Gray Man was the kind of action sh- uh, film where you could put it on and do stuff on your phone and not really <laughs> miss too much at, at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm a gosling. Oh, excuse me. <clears throat> Just talking about him gets me all... Flustered, but uh, yeah, I'm a, a gosling head. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan, and uh, yeah. So I mean, yeah, I was like, yeah, I'll turn it on. Um, but uh, yeah, I, you know, it, I, I guess, I, I guess it would be interesting. I don't know. Are they? Do you think they're kind of the Russos are creating their own, like figuring out because they were really got big in the uh, Marvel, which already kind of had its own <clears throat> tone and vibe. Mm-hmm. And it felt like they're kind of figuring out what their thing is and hadn't quite figured it out maybe in the Gray Man fully yet. Like, what's, you know, there's like, it's not like a dark, gritty movie. It's kind of like bright and like, you know, and like nothing, everything's really kind of ca- casual violence and stuff. And, uh, you know, I don't know. Like, I'm wondering if there's just like, it's just kind of like, uh, 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 I don't know, just kind of glib little flippant little guys walking around and no, Richard Madden's going to be like pew pew and no big deal and you know and just everything's just casual. Yeah, I think for Netflix, you know, you want to make something that uh, is a four quadrant movie or that doesn't alienate too many people and you know, it's got action but the action didn't never got too bloody. Uh, mm-hmm. It's you know, you had a torture scene, but it didn't get too torturous. And like, you've got like the one-liners, and the 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 plot wasn't too complicated. It's just these two mm-hmm. guys are trying to kill each other. So I feel like there's like a a style that some of these movies adhere to, where they just want to be non-offensive enough to enough people, so yeah. they can just t- tune in and like, oh, okay, I wasn't too put off by this right i was even mildly entertained yeah there's like some fun action and you know it's like it's it's not like uh but it doesn't feel like as like gritty as like a born identity but it's still yeah. like fast paced and they're just chopping around and you know and it's it like it does feel a little empty though at the end like you know it's like you, you know you're uh huh okay that's a thing mm-hmm. I watched, and I might not <laughs> think of it again. I, I'm, I'm, I hope if they develop a series for Amazon, like the series has a little more depth and resonance. Yeah, uh, yeah, because you know my my friend Lon, who uh, uh, co-host of the show, he, he talks about he, he turned the uh, Netflix film Red Notice with uh, the uh, the Rock and um, who's a, a Ryan Reynolds and Gal Gadot into that's a term uh, it's a, a that film might be a red notice like oh mm. it's like you know there's humor in it that's not very funny but it's not offensive there's a, there's a little bit of action but it's not too crazy uh, mm-hmm. so they make these films that are just trying to appeal to audiences all over the world rather than like a film <clears throat> that you really or a tv show that is too layered um to be to be like an international hit or ah yeah it's pretty fun they'll, they'll you know uh, we'll see maybe they'll they'll uh, they're honing in on what they're I liked when 
Gosling's on the bus and he's looking at the reflections in the building, you know, to, to mm-hmm. make his moves and stuff to shoot the guys. That was pretty. Oh fun. yeah, that was that was cool. You know what? Yeah, I think these Russo brothers have a bright future ahead of them. I don't care yeah, what I anyone says. Yeah, I think they'll says. be okay. You know, For put people to work. Sure, put people to work. You know what? Put Alan McLeod to work in <laughs> any TV, movie, or yeah. commercial. Put me in the commercial that's in at the commercial break of Citadel. There I am. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Way to bring it around, Alan McLeod. That was that's Harold level. That's 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 third beat Harold stuff there right there. Uh, <laughs> in further news, Amazon delays Rings of Power reviews on Prime Video to limit impact of bad reactions. Amazon Prime Video introduced a new approach to user reviews, setting a 72-hour delay window for its original shows, A League of Their Own and The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. The strategy appears to be aimed at blunting the impact of coordinated negative review bomb campaigns, which seek to swamp review metrics with low scores. Yeah, so I don't think it it worked uh well, at least not on Rotten Tomatoes. So, so I guess it's on the Amazon site. But on, on Rotten Tomatoes, Alan, I just went over uh, earlier today. I was looking at the reviews for the uh, Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power. And the critical review rating, it's at like 80-something percent. And the audience reviews are at like 30 percent. It's kind of crazy. For the Rings of Power? Yeah. You know, there's a lot of anti-woke people out there, and then let's. There are a lot of racists out there, Alan, who don't like the mm-hmm. fact that there are people of color in fucking Middle Earth. Because, as you know, in this fictional land, you can't <laughs> have a person of color. It's what, what do you have to say? What do you have to say? Oh to my all the gosh, room? I don't know if I realize that. I mean, I haven't. Is this show already on? Lord of the Ring, the Rings of Power. It just dropped. It, it came okay. out. There are at least two episodes out um, right now. I guess I don't know. It, my first impulse was like, oh, it's like seems fishy or something. But now it's kind of like, you know, there are these dorks that just like spend their day figuring out like being mad and, and writing, yep. I guess, review bombing or whatever. I guess that set seemed to happen with She-Hulk or something like people were mad at that for some reason. It happened then, with Star Wars. The Last Jedi happens mm-hmm. with a lot of uh, uh, Marvel and or DC fare as well. Yep. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess um, I guess that seems fine if you're especially because you can kind of predict that there is this this segment of uh, racist dorks out there now that are just mm-hmm. going to be mad because you cast so-and-so person of color or whatever and I don't, you know, it's just like, give me a fucking break. These guys, excuse me, I don't know if it's okay to Oh, say. you can drop an F-bomb, that's okay. <laughs> uh, I don't know, that's so that's so aggravating. Yeah, I guess that doesn't bother me and they'll, they'll try to get in there and anchor it down or something later but, um, yeah, you can't pre you can't just watch the show and see what you think then. Like, I don't know. I'm here's you know, I will say um that I'm I'm very easy on On the eyes. <laughs> if you can't tell someone Yes, that's what I was gonna say. I'm easy on the eyes. <laughs> no, I'm like a positive show watcher and generally a positive moviegoer and whatnot, and I'm not trying to like tear this stuff down. Like it's gotta be it's got to be pretty glaringly bad for me to like even really kind of it for it sure. that to resonate with me. But uh, you do have to sort of counterbalance some of these people that are going out of their way to sync a show's reviews before it even comes out. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just a bummer. Here's the thing. Um, I support BIPOC wizards. 
I I stan, I stan elves and hobbits of color, genderless orcs. I don't mm-hmm. see. Yes, I, I would like to see all of that. And uh, we're talking but, about a magical world. I we're mean, talking about a magical world. Give us a break. Who knew? Who knows what Tolkien was like? Thinking, I mean, who? Who's well, that dude was racist. As a, no, I don't know. Was he? Was he? I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. He wasn't like, Roald Dahl. Uh, but, I assume just yeah. by default, everybody's assuming whatever Gandalf is a white guy or something like that. But maybe I guess he was Gandalf the White. But they're talking about his. I guess they're talking about or his the gray, hair. yeah, or the gray or whatever. No, when he when they called him Gandalf the White, I don't think they were talking about his skin. <laughs> <laughs> just his his cloak. <laughs> just his wizard hat and his cloak. This is a, a tangent. Do you know what a wizard sleeve is? <laughs> no. What's a oh sleeve? shit! You need to go to Urban Dictionary. Everyone listening, oh, no. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sully the show <laughs> by defining oh, it's gro- it. It's gross. Isn't oh, it's it? gross. It's kind of okay. gross. It's kind of gross. You got to go to Urban Dictionary, Alan. I'll tell oh, you no. after the show. Okay. 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 <laughs> um, uh, yeah, but for real. Uh, also, I want to see like some orc dorks. You know what I mean? Like orc dong. Oh. Mm. Full frontal orc. Yeah. Let's hope. Let's let's uh I'm rooting for that too. I want to see what those what those orc wangs look like. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. I want to see what those orcs are packing. <laughs> uh, what's what's under their kilt? You know what I'm saying? Oh hell yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's a couple of reasons that you can get mad at Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power. One you feel like it is a huge departure from the voice of J.R.R. Tolkien. Okay, that's something to get mad about. Here's something you don't get mad about. The fact that there's a person of color in there, you idiot. Here's something you should get mad about. No orc wangs. Mm-hmm. Here's something you shouldn't get mad about. No full orc penetration. Okay? Mm-hmm. Because... That would take it to a very X-rated place. Yeah. And we're talking about NC-17, and I can't watch that with my son. Hell yeah. We just do hard R. He's five years old. That's old enough for the hard (laughs) R. Uh, And please, consider this the definitive discussion on Rings of Power. (laughs) A couple more uh, stories here, Alan. Uh, Oh, House of Dragon, which we're going to talk about a little bit. Coming up in the show, the co-showrunner, Michael Sapochnik, he's leaving the hit series. House of Dragon director and co-showrunner Michael Sapochnik announced plans to exit the hit series after its first season. His co-creator, Ryan Condal, will now serve as the show's lone showrunner. Sapochnik, a veteran of Game of Thrones, has been working on House of Dragon behind the scenes for three years. He'll remain an executive producer on the series and will continue developing new projects for HBO and HBO Max. Another Thrones vet, Alan Taylor, will join House of Dragon as an executive producer and showrunner for season two. Uh, Alan, anything to say about or to Miguel Sapochnik? What took you so long? Get out of there! Were you there the whole? You were there the full a full season. You walk in the room the first day. You say, "Here's what we got to do: orc dorks, full penetration. I'm out." <laughs> and, and then you leave. If I may say something to Miguel Sapochnik, Alan, I uh, agree with all of those thoughts. Let me just say, Miguel, what happened to us? <laughs> Why did you never return my calls? 
But I love you, buddy. I love you. Let me kiss you. Oh, and then uh, HR situation. Yeah. Um, I hate to see all these people quiet quitting their jobs. Oh man. <laughs> you, you know what? You know what I heard. Why, Miguel? This now this is unsubstantiated, and I'm not going to tell you oh, where I heard no. these rumors. Oh, I no. heard Miguel Sapochnik walked into the writer's room of House of Dragon on the second day and said, hey, guys, what do you think about this? No dragons. Whoa. And Mm. they were like, bruh, (laughs) it's called House of Dragon. Dude, read the room. Yeah. So they were like. Read the sign on the room door. Yeah. They're like, showrunner, why don't you run right out of here? (laughs) And and then I heard he started crying. Oh no! Like a oh, baby. No. Yeah, he might have thought he was on one of his many other shows that he's working on. Yep. He walked into the wrong room. Maybe got it mixed up. Something well, went wrong there. Yeah. So wishing him luck. Listen. Yeah. I have no doubt that kid's got a bright future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not just too like the about Russos. Him. Yeah. Uh, they'll be okay. Oh, Alan, I think that's all the stories we got. Oh, no. Coming up, uh, we are going to talk about this very show, House of the Dragon. Alan, we both watch. I'm caught up. I watch both the episodes that are out. Me too. House of the Dragon. It's on HBO, and you can stream it currently on HBO Max. So I like what I've seen so far, Alan. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. You know, Game of Thrones... The last season and a half of it left me with a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth. And I feel like this show, it's more or less giving you what made so many of us really fall head over heels for Game of Thrones. Yeah, I could see that. I think it's maybe it's a I feel like it's a little smaller, like it's a little like more insulated or something. Mm -hmm. Like there's not so many, you know, it wasn't a complaint necessarily. It just was like, you know. In the original, they'd be talking about people, you know, a lot in one scene. They, that's something that's going on in some other country or whatever. And then it's like, I don't really know what's going on. I, I don't know what was going on half the time. I put it together eventually, but I'm a little yep. slow on the uptake with this stuff. Um, this one seems like it's, like, way easier to just follow the basic stuff because it's like, they'll be like, okay, we're going to have to talk to them. And then it's like, cut to that scene, and they're doing it then. Um, so, you know, it's just like... I'm like, okay, great. It feels like, and they got the same theme song going, and you know, oh, just, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm fine. It's, 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 I'm, uh, it's back, baby. You know, it's, uh, yeah. here we go. I, they got, they got a shocking scene every, sh- every episode or something. You know, that's, that's oh, my yeah. Game of Thrones. Exactly. Now, I absolutely get what you're saying about the scope of the show. We're only in King's Landing with the Targaryen family, whereas in Game of Thrones, as opposed to uh, the House of the Dragon, in Game of Thrones, you were uh, with the Starks, and then you were with the Lannisters, and then you'd go to fucking Dorne, and then you'd go to the Iron Islands, and then you'd go north of the Wall, and then south of the Wall, and then on the... And there are so many names. (laughs) Whereas this, we... At this point, even if you're not a reader, like and uh, full disclosure, Alan and I, we 
uh, not only are we not readers, uh, well, I am barely literate. Alan, mm-hmm. you, you're good with phonetics, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I love a book on tape, you know. Uh, Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's a voracious read, listener of oh books. Oh, my God, yeah. But yeah, but I, we, we both have not read the books, but I'm... I feel like we have been finely calibrated uh, by Game of Thrones to know the lay of the land. And so it's like we hit the ground running with all these characters and it's a smaller scope. So I agree with you. The smaller scope, easier to follow. And again, not as many names to keep straight, because I remember that was a complaint of a a lot of people or just like, oh, I got to refresh myself. Who's this guy that showed up a while later? And so less of that. You know, granted, two episodes in, but it's a more insulated show. And how how did you feel rewinding back to the end of Game of Thrones? Like, were you were, were you a hater of the last season? Did you were you bummed by the way it ended? Trying to remember what <laughs> Daenerys I and Jon Snow. To remember what even? Oh, that's right. That's right. And Bran Bran Stark became the king because uh, Bran was the special boy. <laughs> Right. Oh, gosh. I think I was fine with it. <laughs> the uh-huh. worst. I'm like, oh, I was fine. I mean, I, I guess there was, I'm trying to remember if I was like, oh, right. So uh, what's his name? Uh, um, kills Daenerys, Dinklage. right? Oh, <laughs> wait. Oh, uh, Jon Snow. Yeah. He's like, come here and give me a kiss. Stab. Oh, yeah. And then he gets her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I can't say I was like too, too shocked by that. I mean, you know. Some things were just like because I felt like they were kind of stretching things out a little bit. I don't know, but then there was some really awesome stuff. That, like I remember like the cool stuff. Like what was that big battle where Jon Snow was like, like kind of facing off all the. He was out there by himself and just like kind of fighting all these. Oh guys yeah, and where stuff. he stood, and then um, they came to his rescue mm-hmm. and, and everything. Was that the last season? I mean, there were good, definitely good moments Is that even in the there. Last season, it's all a jumble to me now, but. Uh, me too, actually. <laughs> you know, one thing about, I guess, about House of Dragon is like that's going to be a problem. Like, I'm not going to pick up like if there, if there's some plot point or st- story element that like that they are um, that sort of recontextualizes something about Game of Thrones. I'm afraid I'm not going to like pick up on it. So, I mean, has that happened yet? Has that happened already? Well, there were probably Easter eggs or things that alluded to stuff that happened that dragon I have, eggs? that I have dragon eggs. Yes, that. Yep. You're welcome. I have oh hell yeah nailed it uh, that I have not even picked up yet or that I missed that just went over my head. Uh, let's uh, go back to another point that you made, Alan. The the shocking moments in each show, mm-hmm. uh, and like there in the first in the very first episode, there was a childbirth scene that mm-hmm. was uh, just really uh, gory, bloody, mm-hmm. uh, intense. Uh, yeah, and they're also they have scenes in brothels. There's there's the nudity. Do, do you mm-hmm. feel like uh, it, it, d- this? Does it feel to you like we pretty much just picked up where we left off? It does because it's like well you're like well I wish I wonder what the like this is a hundred and so, some odd years in the future. Game of Thrones was this is in the past. Uh, Sorry, Ga- in the past. Yeah, right, right. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, it does feel like the exact same. I mean, everything looks the same, if not, like, I guess maybe, like, less fucked up from battles or something like that. Um, um, but, um, but yeah, it's not like uh, I was expecting. I mean, it was al- it's already, like, medieval time mm-hmm. <laughs> prehistoric stuff, I guess. So it doesn't feel like 100 years in the past, but, you know, it's 
kind of fun to think that it is, but it's like, golly, there's so much that I, I, I why, why are they starting here? What, what was, do you know that? Do you know why they're, this is the place that they're start? Is this because there's more dragons now or something or like, why, why, why didn't they go 50 years in the past or something? I mean, they want to give themselves enough time to ramp up because you had them in Game of Thrones. They talked a lot about the Mad King, the Mad King, mm. and he was a Targaryen. And the Mad King was killed uh-huh. by Jamie Lannister, uh, the uh-huh. Kingslayer, as, as far as I know. And oh, yeah, he was cool. if, if memory serves. Oh, Jamie Lannister. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he was, turned he turned around. Oh, yeah. He was dope as hell. Love that dude. Mm-hmm. So I think they want to ramp up and show us just more of the journey into that. But as you heard, I really like uh, the, the the cast, by the way. Patty Constantine, who plays uh, King uh, Viserys Targaryen, he talks about in the show that – I think it was him, but – they, they talk about in the show that there was a time when there was a hundred dragons, and now there are ten dragons at this point. Right, because the time Game of Thrones starts, there's like three, right? Three, and well, there was zero, but then, yeah, then you had them hatch from oh, these right, eggs. Right, right, right. Okay, yep. that was a big deal. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay, this is a, this is very helpful, this conversation. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, this is called Hal and Allen Try to Remember Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, are you enjoying the cast? Are you enjoy? I, I like Matt Smith in particular. I didn't oh, realize yeah, he's cool. He, he had such a dark, evil streak in him uh, playing this ca- uh, this character, uh, Prince uh, Prince Damon. Yeah, because I guess he's more known. I mean, honestly, I haven't seen a lot of Matt Smith stuff. He was the Doctor Who and stuff. Yep, yep. Yeah, he's really good as this guy, like uh, um, this 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 uncle guy. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I'm I'm digging it. Everybody is uh, that guy. Yeah, like who you said, that Patty guy. He's yeah, good. Patty Constantine. Um, so wait, who ends up being the Mad King like later, or who's has the Mad, Mad King hasn't been born yet? I don't think right? the Mad King's been born yet, unless mm. it's unless it's that baby that uh, Patty Constantine's uh, queen who died in childbirth just had. Oh, I thought that baby died. Did the baby not die? No, they 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 saved the baby. Oh. I yeah. thought they said the baby died too. Wait, what? I might have made that. I might have. Maybe I made no, that. No, you might well, be I mean, right. I'm trying to think. In the second episode, I don't think he was. Was he hanging out with a baby at all? I mean, he's just been no, kind of working on his little model. Yeah, he was he's like a little bit of a deadbeat. Dead, but he's probably got nannies because he's like a king. Well, because no, remember, because he's like you're my. <laughs> I think he's probably he's probably got some nannies around. Um, but I think the baby I, lived. I think, the, I think they I killed think the, the mom and took the took the baby. They did, but I think that they said the baby only lived a little while. There's no way we'll ever be able to figure this out. But um, uh, I feel like he's still. I can search that's why it right made, now. Well, that's why he made um, his daughter the, the the you know the next queen, and everybody's mad, right? Because he had a boy, and then he was like, okay, well at least I have a boy. But now, I don't think he's got the boy anymore. I think they oh, just let- showed it in dialogue. Like I don't think you saw the baby die. Thank goodness. Um, because the, the C-section scene was... Uh... In the House of Dragon, did the baby die? Viserys approves the surgical removal of the baby without Ama's knowledge of, or consent. As birth attendants restrain their desperate, confused queen, the Grand Meister slices in her belly. The queen dies and her, ba- oh, and her baby dies soon after. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. You know what? I'm a bad watcher of programs. We clearly we need to be watching the show together so we can hold each other's hand through this. Because I think so, Alan. I think so. Um, <laughs> Alan, should should I take? Do you think I should take this part out of the podcast or leave it in? <laughs> no, I had to look gotta... up whether the baby lived. <laughs> <laughs>
this is good uh, content right here, baby. You know what? This is what we're leaving it in. We're leaving. (laughs) We're leaving it in. Yeah. This is worse than the time (laughs) that I, for a moment, I thought Baby Yoda was actually Yoda. (laughs) Well, because they were saying Baby Yoda, everybody was like, "This is Baby Yoda. Is this Yoda?" (laughs) And they were like. They they had to they waited to drop Grogu for yeah, like they, a long they, but, time. But, but but then people were like, "How? Look at the time frame. It doesn't. Yeah, yeah it's not no. fucking Yoda. You dope. What are you gonna do? But yeah, the 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 kid queen or whatever. You know, she seems cool. No, now she's Daener- She's Daenerys's mo- or like grandmother or something. Or is that a different family? No, same family, Targaryen. Okay, right. They're the yeah. They got the white hair, right? Yeah. So, so she's like Daenerys is like great grandmother or something, maybe. Uh, you know what? I'm guessing that it would either be grandmother, great grandmother, yeah, something like that. Yeah, no, that. I guess it would have to be a great great grandmother or something. Wow. Alan, what do you think about all that blonde hair? Well, they're easier to identify, I guess, in a you know in a crowd. True. True. And it's the strong genes in that family. Oh, yeah. Do you think it's as, as true in Westeros as it is in modern day life here in the real world? The saying that blondes have more fun? I think that's where it comes from. I think that was a Westeros original. I think they'll say I think they'll say it on this show. George R. R. Martin coined that phrase. Yeah. Yeah. I think they'll, they're going to say it on this show and they're going to like kind of they may even break the fourth wall and turn to the camera and do it because we all know that it's from it's a House of the Dragons you know, original. One follow-up question, Alan. Mm-hmm. Does it have anything to do with the House of the Dragon and the Targaryens uh, when they talk, when in life people talk about the Blonde Ambition Tour? <laughs> Dude, what's, sorry, wait, What? what's the question again? <laughs> Does it have anything to do with that? <laughs> Uh, I'm asking if Madonna, Madonna's blonde ambition. You know what? We've. I think we've really. This is. This is the part we should cut out. This has been the definitive House of the Dragon yeah. discussion. All your House of the Dragon insight here, folks. Ooh, all the Easter eggs, all the buzz on House of Dragon. Welcome to Dragon Talk. Now let me ask you this, Alan. How come we haven't seen any of those big old dragon wangs? I'm pretty sure I did. I'm now I'm you gotta remember I'm looking for it. You know, I'm, oh, I'm you. up there, I'm right up next to the TV. <laughs> you stop it frame by frame. Yeah. yeah. So I think we have, and it's very <laughs> and they're they're very weird kind of like duck penises sort of corkscrew. Oh yeah, like corkscrew. Now let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Could one dragon get oral pleasure from another <laughs> dragon or is it too hot in that mouth because fire comes out of there? Oh, gosh. That is a great question. I think they don't have to please each other orally because they can Ooh. just do it do it to themselves because they have those long necks. Oh, hell yeah. Um, and then they just, you know, use each other for procreation and stuff. You know, that's what I'm thinking. Damn. Because that, that's, I mean. Who, 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 are, who are, am, I, am I talking to Alan McLeod or Steve Irwin? <laughs> you know what? Uh, I think we'll, that'll put a, a button on our House yeah. of the Dragon. Uh, we both like it. It's You're on welcome. HBO Max. You're welcome. Uh, g- good stuff. Thrones is back in the n- name mm-hmm. of House of the Dragon. 
We watched another series, and this one we have we have. I, I lied before that we're not readers. We both read the comic book, I believe. Yeah, that, uh, I don't know that I read on. all of Sandman, but I I read I read some of it, and I love it. I'm a, I'm a big fan of the Sandman. Same, same. TV I really show. enjoyed reading much of Neil Gaiman's Sandman, and now the Sandman is on Netflix. So, Alan, did you finish Sandman? I've watched about seven or eight episodes. It's 11 episodes in total. I did. I just finished it in in the lead-up to our conversation. So, nicely done. Uh, nicely done. Yeah. So give us your overall impression of this show. And by impression of the show, I'm not asking you to, like, do impressions of the characters. Mm, you, you've entered the dreaming. No, 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 no. I mean, that's, oh, that was sorry. good. <laughs> and you had a very emo vibe there, like Tom yeah. Sturridge. <laughs> that, oh, what, my overall impression? Yeah, you know, uh, this this goes down easy. I mean, this, this I, I think it does such a great job of uniting all these sort of disparate stories and characters, you know, because they'll just be like a whole storyline or character that just pops up for one episode. But, um, you know, Tom Sturridge kind of like he's our through line and we're just like rocking and rolling with him and the librarian and everybody you know i don't know i'm i'm loving it it's it's very it's just it's like comfort food or something i don't know it's very it's very now sometimes i watch it too late and it actually lulls me to sleep and i have to mm-hmm. rewatch it too um, oh, that's that not, a, that's not knocking the show shows. yeah it's not knocking the show i just think it's ironic but the uh you know i that first that first episode i had forgotten so much you know how he was like kind of mm-hmm. uh, locked up you know and that gives you so yeah. much it makes you really care about this uh celestial being you know that the fact that the first time you meet him he's like kind of immediately <laughs> attacked and like trapped by this like yes uh warlock guy and He's just sitting butt naked in that in that cell, and then you're just like, "Well, I kind of care about this poor guy who's never and he never complains, he doesn't bitch and moan. He's just like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna wait you out." Oh yeah, um, you you, you want to wait a hundred years? That's a drop in the bucket for me, pal. Yeah, man. Yeah, baby. I love it. I love it. And now he's got to go get all his gear back. It's great. Yep. I I really have been enjoying this show, but I've got a devil's advocate. Uh, situation here in as mm-hmm. much as I really believe the Sandman is going to be almost or at least slightly impenetrable if you have not read the books. Once you get to know it, it's fairly simple. It's these, um, as you said, celestial beings. It's these otherworldly entities that represent different realms and human emotions, desire, uh, death, hell, dreams, nightmares. So you have all these beings that represent these different things, but the way they usher you into it, it could be a little bit jarring, a little bit confusing. And then, as you said, some of these episodes, we get like a one episode arc, this one episode story uh, that focuses on this one character. And if you're not aware of what's happening from reading the comics, I could see people getting very lost in this. I think they, uh, and it reminds me a little bit in how true it is to some of the storylines in the comics of the Watchmen film a little bit. As a fan of the comic books, the movie 
from Zack Snyder a few years back. I liked the movie, but it was tough to get into from what I heard from a lot of people who hadn't read the comic. Do you see that at all, Alan? Or um, I feel like it's one of those things where, I don't know, so far I feel like they've done a pretty good job of like explaining, like, I don't know, if you're confused about something, like, you know, in my opinion, I feel like if you kind of let it lie for a little bit, it'll kind of make sense when it comes around. Like, you may not know that the, you know, for example, like, you know, the kid that's abused and locked in the in the cellar you know and there's like i was like what the heck is this lady doing down there you know like there's like a lady that's like he's kind of like a, you know i didn't under, i did not put together at all because i think there's a whole episode and you're like what's going on there's like a woman that he's imagining down there mm-hmm. and then it's maybe a couple episodes later where it's like explained oh she's or or i didn't get it at the time mm-hmm. but later on it was clear to me that she's one of these nightmares that the Sandman is kind of looking around for because everybody dispersed while he was locked up. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I don't recall that being clear up top, you know, like unless you were like paying attention to the stained glass windows and his like in his in his throne room or whatever, where you see Mm -hmm. some of the people like like the guy that's got teeth for eyes and stuff, the Corinthian and everybody else. So I don't know. That's one of those things where, um, yeah, it's like a little confusing at first, but it's kind of I think it's satisfying when you kind of do figure it out. But I do see like if you're if you're a viewer who's kind of if you're coming in cold, if you're coming in cold, cold, maybe and you want to know and you're like you're like the person that's going to be immediately like, who's that? Like, what are they doing? What's the deal with that guy or whatever? Then, yeah, you're going to be confused, I think. Yeah. But I don't know. I feel like they do. They you know, they'll even say like. There's like bizarre stuff where it's like they got Ken and Barbie and they got like Barbie's walking around with this weird giant dog and and they're always saying each other's names in each line, you know, Mm -hmm. which is kind of what they do in the in the comic book, because that's how you get across who somebody is, you know, right, right. In a graphic novel. But, you know, they're just I think they are trying to hold your hand a little bit so that you're not, you know, it's like, oh, okay, Barbie, here we go. And then it's like, okay. You know, cat of mantels or whatever. I can't remember what that weird guy's. You know what I'm talking about? Have you seen that episode with like the big dog that's got like a mustache? Not yet, not yet. Oh well, see here but, I am. No, but I, 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 but I met Ken and Barbie along the way in the episode. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I hear you. There's, and they need to. You need to do a little bit of hand holding and uh, obviously get the exposition out there. But my, yeah, I really feel that this is going to be immensely satisfying for the comic book readers because seeing this stuff that I read about come to life, I'm like, yes, and it kind of hit the spot. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I've, I've talked to one or two people uh, behind your back, oh, Alan, God. who said that, uh, yeah, it mm-hmm. was a little it, it was a little tough to penetrate this material uh, for them. But I really like it, and the casting's great as well. I, I really love David Thewlis. Um, I like Gwendolyn Christie is fantastic as the devil. Gwendolyn Christie, uh, oh, right. who, uh, uh, who was Brienne of Tarth in Game of Thrones, of course, mm-hmm. and uh, and Captain Phasma in uh, the uh, in the latest Star Wars trilogy. And um, yeah, and and then there's a lot of diversity uh, casting as well. I think that's pretty great. Um, a friend of ours, Kirby Baptiste Howell. Um, Kirby Howell Baptiste. Kirby Howell Baptiste. Uh, thank you very much. She's amazing as death. Oh my gosh, that Absolutely. episode is so good. Yeah, she is so great. 
And uh, yeah, overall, I love it. I think it's going to I would recommend reading the books first and then you'll be all set to jump in and see them brought to life in this way. Uh, Alan, any other thoughts on the Sandman? Yeah. You know what? Because it's been so long, I, and I think I like lent lent somebody my book, so I can't even. You know, now I'm kind of like have the urge to like crack it open and like take a look mm-hmm. and see the similarities. Um, but um, the only people I had a, a memory of, I think, going into it, um, was of the Sandman and mm-hmm. the guy. What would you say his name is that plays Corinthian? The the well. Oh, the, Tom Sturridge. Yeah. Tom Sturridge is is so good. This guy is great. Mm-hmm. He looks exactly like what you know your your mental images of if you you know if you read it, and then the Corinthian guy, he's also awesome. He's just he's great. Oh yeah, and um, and looks like the guy and everybody else. I didn't really have a memory of, and I I don't like yeah. There's nothing like all the casting was is great, and uh, you know they, have you gotten to the serial convention yet? No, not yet. That's okay. uh, that's one that I read that I'm like excited to uh, yeah. like see that brought to life. I think that's the maybe the most. I mean, n- not that episode. I think in the in general these like kind of standalone. Like that's not even maybe the best example, but just like the standalone episodes where you're meeting some random person and maybe they're doing something awful, and then you're kind of waiting for the Sandman to like find his way into the story or whatever like yeah that's the that's the great part about the books for me is like you know you're reading about Cain and Abel and you're like well how the heck is the Sandman involved in this and then he kind of comes in and that's the show does a really good job of that but I it isn't like other shows in that sense because you're not starting with the Sandman every time it's not like other shows and it's not like other comic books either that's one of the beautiful things about the Sandman is it exists in the same universe as um, much DC as as like the it's in the DC universe Mm -hmm. but it like as uh, Constantine the uh, uh, the demon killer Constantine oh right okay right uh, and so many other kind of more supernatural fare. It's mm-hmm. it it's this dark, ethereal, philosophical journey compared to you know. There's a lot of philosophy and there's a lot of morals, etc. In obviously in uh, regular, just like your standard uh, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, etc. Stories, but this it you know you're dealing with God and the devil and so many other uh, supernatural ideas and philosophies. It's there's definitely a different darker tone a little more even more emo yeah. kind of tone I hadn't even well. thought about that though I'm excited you know I'm, I'm sure they'll get a second season because I feel like it's been a very popular show I mean gosh I hope but anyway I think that um, I'm excited to see if they you know you see some other kind of like well known characters like Constantine yeah well or, you already or, have or Constantine like family, Constantine uh, family members of the Constantine family in, in there. Also, uh, the, yeah, what? Who's that? The Sandman met up with that woman uh, who to help him get his sand, uh, the stolen sand back, and she she's from the Constantine lineage. Which one was that? The, the woman who <laughs> who had the who, the sand was at her ex girlfriend's apartment, and she was the. Uh, oh yeah, that's Constantine though. Yeah, that's not. That's not. That's. That's, that's not the same uh, lineage. Well, but I think that they just replaced. I mean, didn't they just like say instead of John Constantine, it's going to be Joanne Constantine? Oh, or something? I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know. It's not like it's her sister. I mean, that's like. But we went back. Remember? That's they. That's the Constantine. 
Oh, gotcha. In this TV universe, I think. I think they did a they did a gender swap. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Um, good to know. Good to know. But I remember uh, seeing like little Batman dolls in the basement of Jed's house in the background. Oh, like he had a good little Batman eye. doll or something. Uh, oh, also I want to point out. Yeah, uh, we were talking about the Corinthian. The Corinthian is played by uh, uh, Boyd Holbrook. Who that dude's awesome. Yeah, uh, he was great. In Narcos, uh, oh Narcos, and I, I loved him in uh, Logan, as well. Oh uh, right, yeah, he was uh, Pierce in Logan, who was chasing down uh, Logan and the other mutants. Uh, so yeah, so th- there's some thoughts on the Sandman. Uh, absolutely worth checking out if you're not familiar with the graphic novels, the source material, the comics, uh, Neil Gaiman stuff. I, yeah, it really, I found it really mind blowing when I read it, and uh, some real page turners. And I think this is. A, a thoughtful and uh, and a worthy adaptation of oh, yeah. the comics. Uh, good stuff. And that is available on Netflix right now. Alan, uh, we've come to the end of our program. Those are the things that we watched. Woohoo! We did it. Hey, buddy, uh, this has been great talking to you. I really appreciate you um, taking the time out to uh, hang for a little while here. Can you? Uh, can you- oh, no, great talking to you. Hell yeah. Tell fo- tell folks where they can find you. I don't know if you're aware of there's some social media sites, Twitter. I'm at Alan McLeod on Twitter. There's another social media site if you're aware of those. Instagram, I'm at, at Alan McLeod on Instagram. Oh, and I, I'm also just kind of chronicling, uh, you know, me kind of just walking around and stuff. <laughs> uh-huh. This sounds so boring. I don't know how to pitch this this other Instagram channel that I'm – channel? This other Instagram page I'm Feed doing? page, yep. But it's called at Walking About History. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's just a little something I'm toying around with, but anyway, that's where you can find me on social media. I want to thank, uh, hoot hoot owl nation where Michael hooligans at. I want to thank Starburns audio. I want to, uh, thank our producer, Travis Reeves. I want to thank Jason K and, uh, you can find me at Hal Rudnick on Twitter and Instagram. And if you have Twitch, uh, you can uh, hop on uh, my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Hal Rudnick. As you can hear, I got a dog to take care of here. I'm glad he started barking at the end of the show. If mm-hmm. he started in the middle. Um, but you know what? Leave the yeah. barking in. It's, it's all good. I hope there's uh, not some right sort there. of home invasion happening or something. Oh, no. That would be the worst. Well, I hope that's not... Grab your baseball bat. <laughs> I hope that's not <laughs> happening. Um, so so uh, if there's another episode, you'll know I did not get home invaded. But um, stay safe out there, everybody. Stay cool. Have a happy Labor Day. This might be out after Labor Day. All right. <laughs> bye bye, everyone. Bye. Bitch boys, bitch boys. Bitch boys, bitch boys. Bitch boys, bitch boys. Bitch boys, bitch boys. Bitch in the fuck out of shit.